right, welcome back. Episode 74 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards. And I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max, fuck the Dodgers edition. Max, how are you doing? Yeah, fuck the Dodgers. My home team is the best home team. And if you like your home team, then fuck you. <laughs> I'm doing great on a Monday evening at 7.25 p.m. I'm what the kids say, dialed in right now for this podcast. Yeah, we're there's been a lot of card news in the last week. You know, we're ready to talk about it. I want to start, though, with some earth, earth-shattering headlines that came out about PSA posting a Shohei Otani PSA 10 ready and heritage rookie auto on their timeline. That is not their card, but the card that you currently own, Max. Tell the people what's going on. With the Shohei? Yeah, with the Shohei. What what in the submission at, at large? You yeah, teased the last so, episode. Yeah, I did I did a little teasing because I found out the results. Well, I'm holding in my hand, and if you you know, I'm not gonna add any more caveats. Very cool card that I graded at PSA. I got probably biggest card I've ever owned in my entire life. I like that I'm continually breaking that bound, but this will be another one that is tough to beat. Um, PSA 10 Shohei Otani Heritage Red Ink Autograph out of sex number 69. Um, Otani has two red ink autographs. One of them is ball in hand from the high original number, the high 420. And then the high number is the different variation with Otani with a bat on his shoulder, a similarly cool card. I really in general gravitate towards heritage Redding Cottos for any rookie card. I'm biased in saying that I think every other player compared to Shohei Otani is a value play when looking at Shohei Otani because the Juan Soto equivalent of this is probably a third or a fourth of this. I don't control the market, nor will I ever say to and my buying and selling habits will never be indicative of that probably but yeah i have the biggest card i've ever owned in my entire life in my hand how so give people the background on how you obtain this card and how it became a psa 10 yeah so i bought it not as a psa 10 and i acquired it in trade with a dealer who often has a lot of shohei otani who i previously did another Shohei Otani deal with. Um, I'm interested in looking at what the original trade was. Tommy, do you have that on hand? Oh, I found uh, it. I ha- I'll pull it up. It's on your Twitter. I was looking at it earlier. Yeah, I found it. So for a B- Beckett 9 Shohei Otani red ink, I traded, oh, sorry, I traded away a two PSA 10 Aaron Judge Bowman Chrome Autos, one PSA 10 Bryce Harper Blue 2012 Tops Chrome Auto, one PSA 10 Shohei Otani red jersey short print from Topps Chrome. One BGS 95 2017 Shohei Otani in the Japan uniform. And a Luka Doncic X Factor Select Auto out of, I believe, 99. And I traded this for a Shohei Otani red ink auto and $220 or something like that. And, and uh, you were you've been previously kind of annoyed that you weren't able to sell that Harper during the playoff run, right? It's not that I wasn't able to sell it during the playoff run. I owned it for a while. This uh, this trade happened in I want to say August or maybe early September, so it was a bit, little bit onset after the injury. But I, no, where was the trade? It was in Tampa, Florida, at a card show. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, so, we've set the stage. We've set the stage. Um, I don't know what I was supposed to follow that up with. But, yeah, I true. yo, I guess I'll, even before this card gemmed, I'm looking, rereading the comments. Oh, the trade was on October 7th that I did this deal. And I'm told by many, I'm quoting, at Mike McKenna, you gave up too much, homie. Um, uh, at card underscore Slayer 819, no one, baseball is dead. Uh Digital Gianta, if I mispronounced your name, I love you, but I am not a good pronouncer, but I still love you, Mike. Um, he said, man, I think left one, which was the side with six cards. But then again, last time I weighed in on one of these, I was convinced the other way. I was I was convinced the other way once I understood the reasoning. Um, at Ace97 said, who ever got the six piece robbed DF, TF out the other guy? Holy hell. So, yeah, fuck you, haters, even though I know not all of you are haters. Fuck you, respectfully. I end up on top, and I'm the king of the universe. Have you told the dealer that you cracked and got a 10 on it yet? No, but they knew that I cracked with a Beckett 9 and sent it in for a Beckett 9 and that I got the exact same subgrades. They did know that. So you they... already sent this card to Beckett? Yes. Wow. What was the thought process for PSA? You just were like, let's just roll the dice again? Uh, if it nines, well, at worst, it's probably worth 10% more than a Beckett nine. That was just my thinking. I wasn't trying to play the game with this. I was just like, oh, rather, I'd rather have a PSA nine than a Beckett nine. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, PSA did post this card on their official Instagram and official Twitter accounts uh, last week the, during the week. And I think every person responded saying that's card, that's Max's card, that's Max's card. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had some fun endearing comments with that. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, I'm very like cardboard. I guess you could say I'm cardboard rich right now. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding. I'm I'm holding some big cards as we enter baseball season, or big for me at the very least. Um, what else was in that PSA submission? I know you had some other big cards in there. Oh, I got killed on the rest of it. Um, I had a select XRC Patrick Mahomes. That was a PSA nine that turned into a PSA nine. I had a select field level silver Patrick Mahomes. That was a PSA nine that turned into a PSA nine. I had a Mahomes black Pandora downtown. That was a PSA nine that turned into a PSA nine. And then I had a Connor McDavid foil young guns. That was a Beckett nine five and turned into a PSA eight five. So PSA does its job, right? I got lucky. That's it. PSA is a great grader. They, they grade consistently. And there's so wait, nothing else to read into from that. The 8.5 that you got on the McDavid, is that like a standard grade that they'll give you an 8.5? Or do you have to like put in that you want a half grade option? Yeah. Um, I think three of the biggest mysteries in the world is if we really landed on the moon, how actually I'm not going to get into more conspiracies. But yeah, the, eight, the PSA 8.5 is a big conspiracy anecdotally i've noticed it highest on foil cards or cards with chipping and edgeware even though mine was once graded a beckett 95 that's just like my my inclination is that they give it more often to foil cards um and i looked in the pop report and even though there were like 50 of these graded mine was the second 85 graded not just it wasn't just the first eight five so very surprising i've graded hundreds of cards in my life and that's the first PSA 85 I've ever encountered. But uh, someone someone once said to try everything at least once. 
Well, I'm happy for you, Max. It seems like you're still coming out well on top of that submission, even though you didn't win any other of the cards, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I am not complaining at all. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, were you at a card show this weekend, Max? I feel like... I was. I, I traveled to the Raleigh Card Show in Raleigh, North Carolina. I had a fun time. It wasn't too incredible. I, it's a show that I've been to, but not in two or three years. I, I personally probably wouldn't travel to it again. I had friends in the area, which made it a more attractive travel. So I would travel to see my friends, just maybe not travel just to go to the card show outright. I enjoy that I, I'm able to travel to different parts of the country. Um, I am also happy that my uh, hurricane watch did not end up canceling my flight back. So let's go. Um, the show was a little bit boring. One of the cooler items I bought was a Jackson Holiday Gold Top Prospects Auto out of 50. Not a first Bowman, but a cool insert auto from the show. And everything else is just kind of like, yeah, you'll see it on Twitter. And yeah, you'll think it's neat. And then it's like, yeah, it'll just ebb and flow. But there weren't that many cool cards that I bought. What's the best Bowman prospect insert in the game? That's probably a good question. How is Bowman? How does Bowman not have any like interesting inserts? One of my lamps just went out. Yeah, Bowman historically. Did, oh, the lamp went back on. Bowman historically has like, I really enjoyed their. I think their twenty fifth anniversary or their thirty fifth anniversary. Bowman is back. I know for twenty twenty they were doing like the nineteen ninety nine or nineteen eighty nine design. That was really cool. They did that again in 2014. I think when they've referenced older iterations of Bowman, maybe like, I don't know, maybe a superstar quarterback getting a throwback insert or something like that. I think it's done well for Bowman, but in general, it's been very hit or miss. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, you you're, you teased what we wanted to talk about next, which was Bowman Chrome's out. Uh, we aren't prospect nerds. We won't go too deep into the checklist or anything, but... You know, it's hard to miss when Todd, when Michael Rubin pulls all his contacts out of his phone and tells them all to post videos about a certain card that's in the checklist. So, Max, do you want to give the people what are you what what is there to chase in Bowman Chrome this year? Well, I will give the preface of me being a wax hater that if you are opening up any near any wax product, unless maybe you're you know the garbage man, that if you touch wax, you're probably operating at a loss and if you can find some of the small little niches that you or the online exclusives and the thing with those is that it's very easy to see after the fact but before the fact not as much then you might be able to make a profit but those are so few and far between like just to highlight i've seen people absolutely kill it on their tops bob ross sets and they are swimming in cash and abraham lincoln by the poolside not me because i didn't buy them and i'm petrified of wax but I think the general rule of thumb is that the, the more people that open it, the more likely you are to lose money on the product. Fair enough. You didn't even answer my question, though. I know. I wanted to get into a little tangent. Well, I I feel like you've been burned by some bad products that you invested in and thought were going to be good, like first year Bowman Chrome U, uh, Top's Finest Basketball, like some of these products Top, that you... What are some Top other ones? First edition... 2022 is probably like the worst buy I've had considering I bought it at 350 from tops from tops.com. Everyone was attracted 
to the aspect that the first edition stamped Juan de Franco's would be out of 5,400 total copies. And they peaked at about $700 to $800 for a box. And I decided not to sell. And then I sold my box for about, I think, 100 bucks or 150 bucks. So that money was, run when it comes to wax, I feel like. Yeah, it's very tough to make money in the long run because the wax has to be scarce and people have to actually want to open it. And people that actually want to have to open it have to be either breakers or complete people that have a disregard to their money. Yeah, and breakers <laughs> a lot, are- A lot of regard to their entertainment value. <laughs> Fair enough. But we are kind of skipping the point here, which is breakers are excited because Bra- Tom Brady has uh, cards in Bowman Chrome in the Expos uniform. It looks like he has some fun inscription autos. Um, we got all the, the tops pseudo people doing all videos about it, getting people riled up, trying to chase these Tom Brady autographs. Max, do you think that the Tom Brady Bowman Chrome card is cool or not cool? I think it's neat at the same time. I'm not in the scope to answer. I mean, I'm a card man. I'm a hobbyist. I'm a true collector. But I am not a football head. And I can't tell you cool Tom Brady cards from uncool Tom Brady cards. I can tell you what I think is cool. I can th- I think care to drill one autos of Tom Brady are cool. And I think Tom Brady's mid-2010 chrome refractors are, are cool. And I think this one is okay. I mean, they have the photo choice, which is iffy. You know, it doesn't really show Brady very well. That's not to say that my opinion trumps everyone else's even though I'll jokingly say that it does, but I don't have the scope as a football appreciator to say it's a marquee iconic football card. Yeah. I think I saw a bounty out there for like a hundred K for the super fractor auto. Um, I'm not too worried about this as a layman, but uh, it's cool to see fanatics doing stuff that gets people excited. I think that they will run this into the ground with other Brady autographs and baseball uniforms and future baseball products. I guarantee we'll see heritage minor league, Tom Brady, real one auto stuff like that. I feel like in the future. Do you remember when uh tops got the license for Mickey mantle in about, I want to say it was 2021. I don't think it was 2022. It was 2021, I think. And then they pumped mantle on so many tops cards and people stopped caring so quickly. Yeah, I I can imagine. I I pulled so many Mickey Mantle home run chase cards back in the day, and like whatever. Oh, those, 07, are those are sick, but you can only pull so many random numbered home runs out of those, you know. And imagine doing that in 2023, which is literally the present year. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I hope that Tops continues to put some cool cards that are not necessarily the people that you'd expect to hit in the checklist in in sets like this. So in general, I support the move. Do I think it's worth all the hubble of that they're riling up? Probably not, but uh I'm not I'm not gonna hate on something that is relatively cool. Yeah, the Bowman people always know what they're doing. Like they know how to zag when I'm zigging and zig when I'm zagging and zag zigging even the elusive movement that no one talks about. I, I I heard the Giants actually have a real prospect that's supposed to be good in the checklist. So I might have to check it out, but we won't dive into this checklist. I'm sure you'll start flipping cards of dudes in this. Yeah, in like three, three, four months from now. Not not yet. Yeah, not yet. Three, four months. Let's wait for spring training for that, um, Max. But I had some card activities this weekend. I went to the my local card shop, Elite Sports Card. that hadn't been there in a little bit. Hung out with my boy, Ronnie. And Ronnie had some hangers 
that I know were interesting to you, but he had 2015 Series 1 and 2014 Series 2 hangers. So I obviously was like, fuck it, I'm going to rip a cup, rip one of each. I ripped a 2014 Series 2 hanger box that ended up getting a Marcus Simeon orange hanger exclusive rookie card, which I was pretty excited about. I also pulled a Craig Kimbrell red hot foil or whatever they called it. That looked pretty nice on the Braves. So great. Yeah, they look so sick. Um, but the I actually got four colored parallels in my 2014 Series 2 hanger box, which I can't imagine doing nowadays. I got two of the hanger exclusive orange, the red hot, and then a gold of some random Padres guy. But Yeah, I want to say, I mean, just spitballing. I want to say the red hot foils are one out of every two packs, and the golds are like maybe in a hanger one out of every three. So, I mean, you beat the odds, and then you all got the hanger exclusive. But yeah, at the same time, they were just easier to hit back then. I should I should have saved the box to to look at the hits, but I know you were ripping 2014 tops is near and dear to your heart, right? I ripped so much 2014 top series one with Mike Trout on the cover, and 20 no 2015 is with Puig on the cover, or is 2014 with Kershaw on the cover? 2014 series two has Kershaw. 2015 series two is Posey. Yes, which I need to get get my hands on some of that sealed wax because I want to hold yeah. some some Posey wax. I've seen some collections where they just have every product that the player has been on the front of. And I think those collections are so cool. Yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, my 2015 Series 1 hanger was absolutely trash. Um, but I did hit five different inserts, which got me thinking about the fact that nowadays, if you rip a 2023 Tops hanger box, you're pretty much only going to hit those stars in the MLB inserts. You're going to hit three or four of them. But the 2015 hanger, hitting that many different inserts, even though they weren't necessarily valuable or rare, made the rip a lot more enjoyable than ripping a, you know, the the modern day flagship where you have the one standard pair or one standard insert that they dump and absolute print to the moon. So that was my one takeaway from that box. Um, 2015 had some fun design, you know, it was a nice design, kind of a different vibe than any other year. Really, it's kind of it kind of stands out, sort of like. 2007 stands out in each in the decade um but those were fun max i enjoyed ripping some old products i shot the shit with ronnie about i told him about how when i'm gambling i want to have better odds and i would rather rip the older products with better odds than the you know whatever 2023 tops chrome update sapphire edition box that he had sitting on the shelf yeah at the very least you're getting you're getting more gamble for dollar as we may or may not like to say Yes, but the problem is, I guess, like you're the chaser can cover the box. There's not many products out where the the base parallels are covering everything, and that's going to be difficult to maneuver in general. But at least you got high entertainment from it. Yeah, you exactly. got how much, or how much? If I ask, how much were the hangers each? Uh, they were twenty. I think this 2014 one was like twenty five bucks, and the 2015 one I think was twenty bucks. So not not crazy. Um, he said he had a storage room full of these things so i was like fuck it man i'm gonna rip one just for fun um yeah I'd, that's a, that's a good deal you win yeah, i won i won i had fun but hadn't talked about any of my rips lately so i wanted to throw that one out there hmm. all right max i think it's time for ebay buys of the week and then i have some we have special segments unless unless i forgot something um this is all you because for the first time in a very long time, I have zero eBay buys. 
Well, can you talk about your other buys though? Because I know you bought some other yeah. cards on other marketplaces um, and that you didn't. I, bought, I had the sickest lot that I bought of Upper Deck 2009 Sweet Spot patches, and I'm going to show them in the camera for in the second. Like camera can see it. These are all game used. This is a disgusting Orlando Cepeda three color patch out of thirty. A Eddie Matthews out of forty-one, three color. Dave Winfield, like it has this Padres orange and yellow, and there's so many colors. It's so complicated. The, like that's gorgeous. Outside of the team bag covering it, that's out of fifty. And I have this Joe Morgan out of fifty. All of this stuff is game used, and it's better than the stuff that you would see in like normal manufactured. Or even like the manufactured packs are cool. Or excuse me, the manufactured packs patches are worse than these actual game use patches. What same... was the thought process with this? I rarely see you picking up patch cards of legends. Oh, I just found them at a good deal. Like that that was just entire I mean, I know that's not uh interesting, but that was entirely it. I found them at a good deal, which I was happy to get. And just for the record, I tried to get Max to really go deep on this deal, but he told me no. So I, you guys don't get any info on what how Max obtained these other than that it was online. And that they were sick. And that they're sick. And so that the cards I, are sick. I hope, Max, you do a little post about the sick patches you got. But if you're into game-used patches of Hall of Famers, hit up Max. He might be able to hook you up. Yeah, maybe. You didn't That's buy a single thing, not even on the auction sites I or anything last week? Zero online buys from PWCC, Heritage, uh, any auction vintage whatever ebay conglomerate like i have i have zero buys from them for this yeah. week all right well i'll, I'll go through mine then please. i guess max yeah, please do. um so my first buy is from australia so you know it's a basketball card um i got a 2014 clay thompson prism orange die cut out of 139 are you familiar with these 2014 orange die cuts i am they are sick cards. Um, definitely encourage people, if you're a player collector, to check out those. They do run for a little bit of a premium. I was bidding on two cards from this Australian seller because I wanted to, you know, combine shipping, obviously. So I kind of ended up getting shafted on this because I only won this card. And it ended up costing me... Oh, shit, this is Australian dollars. I have no idea how much it cost me. Oh, wait, fuck. Well, whatever 54 Australian dollars is, is what it cost me. Um, I bought a Panini Instant card of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond from the 11-30-23 game. That was oh, cool. November 30th, 2023, which is obviously all their numbers. So Panini Instant capitalized on this. I got the card for $9 free shipping. Uh, I think if I would have bought one card, like, just the instant card off of Panini's website, I think it ends up costing you like almost 20 bucks to buy one card. So my play here, buy it from the guy who's buying big lots of them. Uh, there's no chances for for parallels anyway when you do Panini Instant. It's not like Tops Now where you can get parallels hunting. So bought that, easy money. Clay, Draymond, and Steph have a shockingly few amount of cards where they're the only three guys on the card. So I figured that's, a, that's an easy one. Uh, our friend of the podcast... Um, friend of the podcast. What's his? Oh fuck! What's his name? Uh, I have to look this up. I don't know who you're thinking of. <laughs> I know who I'm thinking of, but obviously that doesn't matter because uh, does not matter. It is oh those back pages. 
Everyone oh, knows Eric. Um, I, he has been, he was posting a bunch of Tim Lincecum cards on the timeline. Tim Lincecum, very hard to find rare parallels from his playing days. I bought a 2010 Topps Black ERA leaders of Tim Lincecum, Chris Carpenter, and Jar Jurgens. Jar Jurgens, I forget how to pronounce that guy's name. He was good for like three years. Uh, Topps Black flagship I got for $12 plus $1 shipping. Easy money. Um, I bought a 2023 black Wilmer Flores out of 72. Wilmer, Wilmer Flores put the Giants offense on his back last year, so I had to put some respect on him. I bought that for $4 plus $1 shipping. And then I bought a 2022 Topps, Topps Update Memorial Day camo Joe Ross out of 25 for $2 plus $2 shipping. Joe Ross is was friends with my best friend's brother growing up and they played baseball together so i actually went to joe ross's high school graduation party fun fact was it uh, a good party it was a decent party he's a he's a super nice guy uh he's been riddled with injuries in his career but has started a world series game for the nationals which is random uh but i pick up really i pick up stuff of his if i can find it super cheap so that's kind of that was my buys of the week max but i saved a little segment here for us at the end um i'm gonna go through so you know, for the next few few episodes at least, I'm gonna pick one of my PCs and I'm gonna give you my top three cards from that PC and how it's gonna be go- how it's gonna go is I'm gonna present them to Max. I'm gonna put them in order three three two one. Explain the reasoning behind those cards, and then Max has to tell me his ranking of the cards based purely as a card appreciator and I'm a card. So dialed in. You're super dialed in. So without further ado. These are Tommy's top three Clay Thompson cards in his collection today. Number three. Number three, we got this 2013-14 Red Hot Select Silver out of 25. Serial numbered 11 out of 25. Jersey number. This is a second year select insert. I think the Red Hot pair or Red Hot inserts or a throwback to a 90s insert from Select Baseball. But this card is just fucking sick. It refracts so nice. Jersey number 11 out of 25. I got this card for 100 bucks at the Las Vegas card show last year from a dealer who had the sickest Warriors and Giants cards in the game. And I was like, dude, I am not walking away from this Select Jersey numbered second year card. Um, big fan of these. You know, these early year Selects are always really nice. If you can get the silvers, they're rare as hell i mean out of 25 for a silver in parallel would never happen in today's panini um really nice card i got this in a one touch all these cards are actually in one touch is shockingly so that's number three that's number three number two we have 2011 12 fleer basketball fleer showcase clay thompson serial numbered 45 out of 150 this is actually a base card that's numbered out of 150. Um, it is just one of the, it's hard to show it on the camera, I guess, here, but it is just sparkly as hell. It's one of the prettiest cards ever. I actually got racked this card by my good friend Nick at Euphoric Cards on Twitter, who has just some of the sickest basketball cards ever. He has one of the, he has an amazing uh, Kevin Durant PC that I'm contributing to this week. But this card, I actually saw Clay Thompson play basketball live for the first time at Cal Berkeley's game against Washington State when Clay dropped 36. So 
Washington State clay, even though it is, you know, Washington State uniform, not Warriors uniform. This card is just pretty as hell. Serial numbered rare. Also, famous young old heads fact that 2011 does not actually have any true rookie cards from that year for guys because of the lockout. So this is one of the few Clay Thompson cards that was actually made during his rookie year. Extremely sick, extremely rare. These go for about 100 bucks when they come up. I think they should go for more in the long run. That's number two. And then the number one, Max, is pro- not, not too much of a surprise to people, but uh, this is my 2017 Panini Eternal out of 10 NBA Finals game used patch. Two color patch, yellow and blue. This is from the 27. This is from game three of the 2017 finals where the Warriors won 118 to 113. Um, just a sick card. I mean, I've talked for a while about my love for really specific game used patches. Uh, nothing gets better than the NBA finals. We got a picture of Clay stroking a three in the NBA finals. I got this at the Chicago Sports Spectacular last spring, I want to say, for I think 125 bucks. Um, NBA Finals, t- nice patch. I don't think I can get better than this other than maybe a nicer Finals patch, but talked about this. This is the number one card in my Clay Thompson collection. I might change my mind tomorrow, but I don't think I'll change my mind about this one being number one. All right, Max. Which card is sickest to you out of those three before i even get into that i have to ask the question that i know some people that have been following this podcast for 74 episodes have on their mind do you own any clay thompson autographs and if so which and how many how many is a good question i own none of those three cards were autographs i own four four clay thompson autographs um, I have one, I have two, three rookie autographs. So Clay doesn't sign that much. Um, so he, most of his autos are from his rookie year, second year. Um, I have a national treasures, rookie auto dual auto with Kent Bazemore. That's just a banger. National treasures, rookie dual auto with another warriors, rookie Kent Bazemore legend. I think I got that for like 80 bucks. I have an out of 25 brilliance rookie auto out of 20 yeah out of 25 i already said that um that one i just got because it was rare it's a sticker auto too and then i have a so that one and then i have an on-card rookie auto that i got for like 150 bucks at a show a couple years ago um and then my other my i have one in-person auto that a guy from twitter Shit, I'm butchering all this right now, but uh, well, so, guys Twitter, so basically in 2020, this guy put out these packs that were 30 for 30, where he did one pack for each NBA team, $30 each per pack. I snuck in the Warriors one and he blessed me with a bunch of sick cards and then also a clay in person auto that I have. Oh, I also have a index card signed by clay. That some guy on Twitter just gave me too. And I need to figure out, remember his at, but I have an index card. So technically I have five Clay Thompson autographs, but I was thinking about that too, Max, before making the list before this episode. The autos just, you know, I've spoken about it before. They just, they just don't do it for me. No, I love that. Um, boring answer, but 
you know ball you got the order correct in my opinion um i really like the the flare showcase was the one that was most um conflicting and controversial i guess in my head controversial is an incorrect word i'm very critical of my word choice but definitely the one that i was mentally and acrobatics for and that i like and dislike that it's a 90s homage i think 90s homages are so overdone i don't like that even if it is licensed kind of it's a college uniform i don't like that i do love just the photography of it and how simple it is and that's how people are attracted to those 90s inserts as well yeah this card puts me in acrobatics i enjoy that it is a 90s homage but at the same time i partly dislike that i love its simplicity i don't know the technical artist terms the card fornicates even if it's a college card the select what is it fired up a red hot i don't mean to shit on your card yeah the red hot it's cool it's also 90s thing maybe 2000s something like that red out 25 is cool jersey number is cool but i if i were to rank it higher it would solely be because it's licensed and the other one isn't and in this context that's not enough for me to rank it higher than second rank excuse me, rank the fired up select higher than third yeah i said fired up game news finals two color wicked even though it's mini insert, it really instant. It really does make me question both that people buy those just to resell without any parallel chase, as well as are they overall under underappreciated in the hobby, the Panini instance. Um, but game use finals, even anything game use is hard to find. Game use finals, it just has to be higher, even if the card isn't aesthetically nearly as comparable to the others. Thank you for that appreciation of my cards, Max. I appreciate you talking about my cards for a little bit. Um, But before we end the podcast, the people need to hear about your endeavors in the gambling world. Not cardboard related, um, but what have you been up to? Yeah, like I signed up for a plus EV sports betting thing. I'm saying thing because I don't even know like the technical language. But uh, it's, I don't, this is my first day doing it. I have 32 bets going on right now. I don't know what's going on. I just hope I end up green. So we'll report back next week. But uh, most of them, what? Your first day and you're 32 bets in? This is like, oh, I've never gone swimming before. Throw me into the depths of the ocean. Yeah, it's like. I apparently have Benedict Matherin under one three-pointer, and he's already at one, and it's only the second quarter. But uh, that's where I roll. I'm going to make money off this. And if I don't, then I won't be making money off this because there's only two alternatives. I'm not a sports better, but I'm having fun until I don't have fun. So we'll see how this ends up. <laughs> I feel like after your show, hey, crack, you're like, oh, I'm all in on. No, it's game. totally like- not that. I am more frugal than ever, and I will wince if I'm paying more than $20 for a meal as long as it's not like a really high-end meal. Fair enough. Well, uh, did you have any weird interactions with dealers in Raleigh that you want to get off your chest? Any beef? No, this was a nice show. 
Did you walk the floor with any homies or were the homies strictly not card related friends? Um, I saw a few card related friends that I knew would be at the show. I saw uh, my friend Zion, who is PBG cards on Instagram. I saw Mr. Raul Slaga cards on who is everywhere. I mean, Raul's the man. Um, I saw Mr. Wiz the Collector. Sky is a great person. And he's active on Instagram. Not a lot of Twitter people. Just Raul was on Twitter. But um, yeah, it's always it was not a highly traveled to show. And it was the same weekend as the Hofstra New York show. So it definitely questioned whether I need to schedule more trips to New York in my future. Nice. Well, I'm bummed that you didn't have any funny interactions, but also glad for you that you got to see your friends, Max. Yeah, well, I'm bummed like- that, you, that we are not seeing each other in Chicago soon. And that's due. I know. I I think the next card show I'll go to will be the. I'm hoping to get my friend Errol to drive out to Ship Shawana in March. I love Errol. You know I do. Yeah, Errol's the man. Uh, big soccer collector, who is my friend from college, who I got into cards a few years ago, and he is stockpiling mid 2000 soccer cards, and it's a great time watching him accumulate. He is not on social media. He is just buying on eBay, and now it shows whenever I force him to come out to a show. I love that you're using the word accumulate. Well, accumulation is really the game, dude. I I just accumulate cards. I, sometimes it's collecting. Sometimes I'm just accumulating, dude. There's a difference between the two things. Yeah. Max, this has been a fun one. Jam-packed. We kept it short after last week's hour-long one. What, what do you got to tell people, though? The people wait all episode for your, your parting words. Do not bet on CSGO. 